one podcast in particular stands out. Or blends in. Or blends in <laughs> seamlessly amongst all the other podcasts. Oh my. If you weren't even looking for it, you'd never find it. Maybe that was the point the whole time. We're just trying to like stealthily sneak up on you and just... <laughs> that's it. That's Go. it for some stabbing. Yep, some stabbing. Uh, welcome to another episode of Get Your Shine Box. My name is Tristan Hamm. I'm with my brother, Hello. as always, Hello. Uh, This is a podcast about us, really. <laughs> it, it's a pretty selfish endeavor. It's pretty self-serving when we think about it. Considering this is the second <laughs> night in a row where I'm not there to put the kids down, I'm just like, <laughs> footloose, fancy free, just the shittiest dad. No, 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 no. no. I'm well, what sure I, they're shitty. What I'm saying, no, <laughs> surely they're must. Anyone out there care to step that one up? No, it's uh, it's again like so. I've well, we'll get into it, but I've I've been away for a bit. So yeah. I mean, right now I really do need to be as present as possible and just okay. yeah, there's all that guilt. Well, that's why we're gonna be hyper efficient in this uh, podcast. This this episode, we're actually gonna cap this at five minutes. Holy smokes, this yeah. will be the best update we've ever done. So one minute synopsis. Anyway, so this is not an advice show. It is not a movie review show. It is a couple of brothers, a couple of dads who grew up in the 80s, loving films, loving the films that really uh, influenced us. And we get to talk about them and talk about how they now kind of highlight or influence or maybe... Um, show up in our everyday parenting. That or if there's something we can actually take away having rewatched them. Like, I mean, maybe there's subtle cues or things yeah. that have... Oh boy, there's a Ooh. lot of parenting stuff to extract out of this bad boy. <laughs> but, um, you know, maybe there is an influence or maybe there's something yeah. we can take away now. Yeah. Uh, and that's definitely happened before where I've kind of... We've seen a film mm -hmm. and I'm, I really appreciate it and I'm like, oh, this is cool. Like, uh, there's something I can learn from this. Oh, yeah. I am really going to have to like... Herculean, like <laughs> cleaning the stables of like a thousand horses, kind of feat of strength to get through some sort of lesson out of this one. Yeah. Uh, well, this is a tricky film. Uh, but before we get into it, yep. um, let's find out. So you alluded to uh, a busy week. I will a busy kind of lead up to this. So why don't you walk us through what's, yeah. what's happening? Yeah. So uh, I just got back from like this pretty long tour. I was in Europe for a bit. I went to Austria for the first time, which was amazing. I got to do that on a work conference. Yeah. And then uh, my wife, Laura, joined me. And so then we went to Prague for like a couple of days, oh. then back to Vienna. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, back uh, home, Laura went back all the way to Edmonton. But then I had to stay because then I had a whole other week of work uh, kind of in the east coast of Canada. So yeah. kind of Toronto, Montreal, uh, back to Toronto, and then to home. Yeah, well, it's a busy time in the pharmaceutical world at the it, moment. It certainly is. Yeah, there's yeah. lots going on. And, um, you know, this is the time of year, I think, where most people just try to get their year end done. Yeah. So uh, just trying to make sure I'm dotting all of my T's and crossing all of my I's. And yeah. no, no. See, that's the kind of haphazard workmanship. <laughs> huh? I'm zany. We're no. having a lot of fun here. <laughs> oh, my God. It's, <laughs> is it because we're not drinking? Is it I the know. bubbly tonight? Like the sparkling water? We're being tame. I think uh, so. I think because Christmas is like traditionally a pretty boozy uh, Ooh, thing. Yeah. So I think hey, are, can we talk about what we're going to do for Christmas just to like not booze? Because seriously, last year I came in so bloated. Like oh. I, I uh, Just so that, I don't know, anyone would know this, but for some reason in my early 40s to mid 40s, I became prone to gout. Oh, like I get, yeah. I get severe gout. And yeah. uh, maybe it was two years ago or one summer when we were camping. Like yeah. I, could, I couldn't. 
I couldn't wear shoes. Yeah, that's right. For like two months. It yeah. was ridiculous. I had to piggyback you everywhere. I, it was the best two months of my life. <laughs> I just chirped the shit out of you and just, it was pretty magical. No, no, yeah. I, but literally uh, this this year, I yeah. think we really want to try to come in like not quite so so boozed. Yeah, yeah. No, so, that's fair. So, okay. so yes, right. we will um, try to endeavor to do that to make sure that we are not overindulging because you're right. It, uh, it's it's starting to wear on us old guys. You know, that's it. My liver's just... <laughs> it is not happy. Uh, so tell me about your week. Tell me, like, so you've yeah. kind of heard a little synopsis about what was going on there, and I can tell you about some parenting stuff after, but tell me about your week of parenting. Oh, yeah. Well, okay. Week of parenting. Well, um, this is interesting because um, my, my daughter is in a new school, and, and we want her to have a good experience and mm-hmm. things like that. And so we've been kind of worried, you know, trying to encourage her to make friends and things like that. And, and you know, new school's hard, and creating new friends uh, uh, organically is not something you can do easily, like really plan and things like that. Definitely. So so we've been kind of trying to give her tips and kind of encouraging her and she's been kind of resistant to it and we've kind of worried a bit about her developing friends like she's a loner as is and that's okay mm-hmm. that's totally all right but but also you know it's uh, friends help with so many things with with socializing with you know uh making school better making things better oh gosh know? absolutely so, you need a network yeah so we've been kind of worried a little bit and just not sure how but then she's been doing this really interesting thing so she's on the lead up to halloween here she's been uh wearing like little costume pieces each and every day oh right which is interesting because if you want to kind of like be a bit of a wallflower you don't want to stand out I that's imagine. true and so she's been like like wearing like um like character makeup and 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 like Halloween pieces and costume bits and things like that. How cool. Good for yeah, her. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, oh, you know, as, as like a, a theater nerds, you know, <laughs> I'm like, excellent. <laughs> you know, so. Um, they call props. Yeah. <laughs> um, and where should I strike this? I've worked with Corky before. <laughs> so, uh, oh, so, dear. Anyway, so, um, so I've been kind of like, yeah, this is cool. This is cool. But it's paid off. And so she's like, hey, like I've been hanging out with this girl. And um, she said like, uh, you know, at this, there was a school dance and she went to this dance. And my wife kind of went there to uh, help out and chaperone. Sure. And, and she was like, like... All these other like kids, girls were, were like fawning around Indy and like including her and things like that. And then Indy mentioned that she's kind of got a buddy at school. And so I'm really like, ah, oh, good. Oh, good. thank goodness. That's really stressful to, yeah. to worry. But then to know that, you know what? Even on her own resources, she's mm-hmm. really kind of putting it together. So Yeah, but she had to go at it her own way and at her own speed. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, okay, that's cool. I get that. And so, yeah, that's been, you know. I want to say that I've done good parenting, but really, she she did it herself. She had her own agenda, and she, you know, took her own steps and, and made bold moves, you know, and things like that, and, and it's paid off, and so, parenting done. No kidding. Solve it. Bring on the cookies and my, the cups. Yeah, my paperback comes out in two weeks. <laughs> good for you, man. That's really awesome. Anyway, yeah, but but parenting-wise, what, um, I mean, you you're having to scramble a bit, obviously. Uh, yeah, for sure. So, I mean, the big thing is when you're gone that long, and it was almost three weeks, mm-hmm. uh, you really you do miss the kids. And so uh, when Laura was heading back from, uh, when we were coming back from Europe and she was heading home and I had to continue on, you know, it was actually a little bit heartbreaking. I was mm-hmm. I was really missing them. And you try not to think about it until you get a little closer. Or at least that's how I kind of manage it. Yeah. Uh, but then, yeah, just on the way back, like, you know, I got home and then... Um, uh, like Friday night and then Saturday morning I'm just you know kind of sleeping away yeah. and then at about 7 a.m. like you can hear this 
<laughs> and then Scarlet kind of crawls in and just kind of snuggles right up. And, Aww. you know, yeah, I was just like, oh, I totally like, you know, pulled at my heart and stuff. And anyway, oh, and then awesome. the two older kids, like when they got up and stuff, there was lots of hugs. And it was just, Aww. it was really nice. It was really, it was a great weekend to reconnect with them and yeah. um, have a chance to just kind of like, yeah, realize how much you miss them. So it was really great. Nice to have that welcome. You know, like that's, those, yeah. those kind of welcomes are like, ah, that's, that's, you know, no, especially good. the usual, like either contempt yeah. or like indifference, like, <laughs> Hey guys, how's it going? Like yeah. just, mm. yeah, yeah, Get exactly. Fucked. Yeah. <laughs> What's for supper? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> are you burning the, like, shake, like, uh, curtains? Like what the hell? <laughs> no kidding. Well, I don't know. What's it to you? No kidding. <laughs> Stop me, old man. S- stranger. <laughs> yeah, that's oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. And the dogs too were just like, <laughs> Dexter, how's it going, buddy? Remember my smell? Oh, I see you've got some of my blood. Now that you've got that taste, hopefully some of it clicks in. Like, yeah, no, he was uh, actually surprisingly really quiet when uh-huh. I when I got home. He was upstairs in the bedroom. Yeah, and uh, normally he's just like Johnny Ballistic, right? Yeah, but I, I kind of walk up and he's like looking at me like, hey. Yeah, I was like, what the what? Like, have you totally calmed down? Is he like? found some of Laura's out of van or just <laughs> whatever but no he was totally cool so anyway oh, that's awesome then but you know what within a day or two you're right back into routine like yeah. you know we did lots of cleaning and you know helped out our dads and yeah uh, it's good just good to be back with family and uh, I'm looking forward to Halloween this weekend yeah yeah we're gonna have some fun Halloween Halloween my place this year I think so oh okay oh yeah 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 we're gonna do that and uh and have some fun but um speaking of scary things Ooh. speaking of segues into <laughs> frightening images that didn't happen by accident no yeah no no we tackled a very interesting film a film that i held in high reverence uh that i actually haven't seen i would say probably in 20 years i would say yeah Yeah, for sure easy so what did we watch we're gonna watch hellraiser or we did watch hellraiser we did but uh you know what i was the same so (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm. i'm gonna give that a wand two wands up uh yeah here so here's the thing about that movie so when I used to watch this uh, with you and with Raleigh, yeah, um, I thought that this was kind of like a really like it was creepy, yeah. and the actors are really strange. And um, when was the last time you watched uh, Nightmare on Elm Street? Oh, geez, actually not that long ago. Okay. I think we didn't we watch that uh, with Chad and which with Chad I think we did right. a, a Nightmare thing. Yeah, and same kind of thing, but it was silly. It was a bit silly. Like if you watch Nightmare on Elm Street now, it was silly. But then I remember yeah. like uh, thinking Hellraiser was so much more like. Uh, upper echelon. Yeah. It's like, oh, this is like, it's a bit more mature. There's kind of a weird sex angle to it. Like, oh, yeah. this isn't just a silly film. This is like a serious horror movie. Oh, yeah. Well, the, the gore, right? Like, that's what oh, I remember was, was, it was like, so much gore. Not <laughs> no, the blood, the but hooks. Oh, the hooks. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Just hooks and everything. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Very so, creepy. Okay, well, you've got exactly, I think I said one minute, but I'll give you two. Okay, not bad, not bad. Yeah. <clears throat> so, so, well, give us some context well, I guess we did uh, a little bit about when we watched this, uh, yeah. kind of growing up with Raleigh and things like that. Yeah, so, so this is kind of a, it's, this started in Fort McMurray. Yeah. Like we started watching it there. Um, and we used to do horror movies like from time to time, but it wasn't yeah. our main genre. No. Um, but you know what? Especially with Raleigh, he was really into horror movies. Yeah. So yeah. we would, so we would do that. And then, um. Sample Night. Yeah, Sample Night. <laughs> had some Joe Cola. Yeah. Uh, Too Scared to Sleep. That's and, it. Yeah. Um, so I sort of felt like this was like, um bit more of an art house or a bit more of a yeah a top-end film so yeah anyway um let's talk about the movie okay by clive barker written and directed now i found out he's actually only written 
or, or rather directed three films. I thought it was it is he's got six kind of under his IMDb, but it's it's three films that he really took the helm of, and that is this one, Hellraiser, yep. Nightbreed, and then Lord of Illusions. Okay, are his his big. <laughs> <laughs> These are all swings and misses, I'm afraid. Uh, Nightbreed yeah. too, just like ee. I try to watch Nightbreed fairly frequently because I want to love it. Oh, right. Actually, I, I read the comics. The comics are awesome. Oh, I, that, yeah. that I believe. Because they do a continuation after Midian, right? Like, oh, you got to find a new home and stuff like that. It's really cool. Hmm. But I really want to love Nightbreed. Is it because of Cronenberg? Yeah, well, Cronenberg's fun villain. He's such a goose. Mm-hmm. And um, just like the whole idea of these monsters and this mythos. And I'll tell you what. Like, I'm sure Clive Barker has written reams of lore about Midian and the monsters and stuff like that. Which didn't they didn't, just didn't have time to really get into in the film, even in the director's cut. Oh my! Oh yeah. See, that's how I feel about this film. Yeah. Like the IP itself is actually really awesome. Like yeah. you can do tons of different adventures, and I mean, it's this whole other realm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the fact that you have to use a key to kind of access it. So I thought, oh wow! Like, and obviously this is why there's so many Hellraisers. Like, there's yeah. what seven, eight, seven, nine, ten, eleven. Oh 30? my gosh. Well, and there's the most recent one which I haven't seen, but the... Um, I don't I did, know how this movie inspires them. That's well, where I'm lost. Yeah, I listened to the Three Geeky Dads, okay. who are awesome podcast. Yes. Um, I listened to their review of, of the this? latest Hellraiser. Oh, the latest, okay. The latest Hellraiser, yeah. and it was a bit mixed. I don't want to spoil it here, but... <laughs> yeah, they... they it You're didn't, not ruin it for me. Yeah, it, it didn't... I guess it didn't really um, kind of shape up in the way that we were all kind of hoping for. Okay. Given that it was it was meant to be this like kind of revisit a new a new pinhead a new a new kind of um, uh, look at the at at the the puzzle box and the lament configurations and all this kind of thing and there is good lore in it but it's just not I guess according to them not as not as as what did they wanted out of it and, sure yeah anyway okay so yeah walk us through. Hellraiser. Right. So you're right. So it's Clive Barker. Yeah. Uh, series of credits. Yeah. Uh, and then we get right into it. And so the opening scene is kind of on this yeah. uh, merchant. Yeah. And you can see the cube and the cube kind of like everything zooms up onto the cube and it's kind of sitting on a table. Yeah. And he's kind of asking him uh, this customer, this guy, yeah. uh, you know, what is your pleasure? <laughs> like this reminds me of that Simpsons episode with like the evil crusty doll. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got the same voice. Yeah. I was like, hee. It's so it's already, it's already spoiled out of the gates for me. You get a free frogger. That's right. The frogger isn't calorie wise. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> no, for sure. That's exactly the episode. Yeah. So um, anyway, so it turns out this guy is kind of bartering for the cube. Yeah. And as he's bargaining for it, you notice he's got like these weird, dirty fingernails. <laughs> like, I'm not actually sure what they were trying to do with this. But, you know, knowing that this is kind of like he's a sex pest and stuff. I just yeah. later on, I'm thinking in my head, like, where are those hands been? Like, <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so yeah. sometimes when you're wiping your bum and it pokes through the toilet paper, like Frank just, yeah, that's, that's Frank doesn't care. No, yeah. he doesn't. Brother Frank. <laughs> Brother Frank. <laughs> He's yes. just a creep. He's such a creep. But I think, I think it was them trying to be really seedy and like, like that kind of thing because, um, well, if you go to Marrakesh end, and you like dig through like the yeah. you know, these tunnels to find this back area, and then it's like the cube is essentially like a monkey's paw of like yeah. hard to find things. So he's like kind of digging around for antiquities because he's tasted all the pleasures. That's it. And now he's like, now he's going to go to the ultimate next level. He is. He's seeking the ultimate 
pleasures and things like that. Like I even remember, well, at the end of the film, and we'll mm-hmm. talk about this, but yeah. like when it comes, goes back and full circles back to that, that same scene, same scene yep. kind of thing. And there's like a couple of dead cockroaches on the table this time and stuff. And yeah. it's very much like, you're right. This is, we're setting it up for the seediest of the seedy and Frank doesn't care. No. Right. He's got shit filled nails <laughs> yes, and he's ready to un- unlock the puzzle. So, right. So anyway, so they goes back somewhere. We don't know where there's yeah. no, it doesn't instantly tell you, but he's in this room mm-hmm. and he is so sweaty. So like sweaty. he's in the <laughs> masturbatorium and he's just giving it like a six hour session. He's made his own schnitzel. Just pounding. <laughs> Sorry. I've got some shit. Austrian stuff. I get to pull yeah. in now, but uh, he's working the schnitzel yeah. and, but then he's working the cube. And so the cubes like, He's, he's kind of figuring it out and, and you sort of see like this kind of Rubik's Cube, this metal cube starts to come apart. Yeah. And um, instantly things start to happen and you know, the room gets dark and suddenly it starts to get populated and yeah. there's lights coming in from like the shades mm. and you can tell like he's going somewhere extra dimensional. Yeah. Then what happens? Then these hooks erupt from the puzzle box right. and jab into his skin like really, really close. And unfortunately... <laughs> With high-res uh, images and things like that, you can just see how latex <laughs> totally. the skin is, unfortunately. So you can see it kind of poke into the latex and pull. And Frank is like, screaming away yep. and things like that. And um, do we? I think we get some images of the Cenobites at this time. That's right. You kind of see them in the background. And then you've got yeah. one uh, lip licker guy, like the one yep. who just looks like a, a human thumb. <laughs> uh, so he's, he's crawling around and stuff. Yeah. And you get a little flash of Pinhead. And then you get the girl whose throat's open. Yeah. 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 Um, so you, you do get a flash of them, but you don't really know what their their thing is. They're kind of walking around, and then you look down, and like there is like meat and shit yeah. everywhere. Like I feel like this is how sausage is made <laughs> in some sort of sex dungeon with like hooks and humans, and people just like walking through the sluice. Yeah. So they they, they assemble uh, Frank's face. Right, because it's all right. been torn off of him. <laughs> Piece it back together like well, a jigsaw. Puzzle. And I was just sort of saying to you at the time, I'm like, so that's how the Necronomicon was made. Yeah. Like, it's just basically you go to a sex dungeon and then you just, you know, you can make books out of it. Yeah, that's it. They can, Find they leather have, bound books. They get nerds and craft section. <laughs> <laughs> you go in and you do a makerspace. Oh you my know? God, gross. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Popsicle sticks and glue guns and stuff like that. All kinds make of sprinkles flesh. and stuff. Yeah. Like, it's beautiful. It is. It's flesh scrapbooking. Oh my god. So gross. so then yeah, Frank's all in pieces and this room is like like reminiscent of kind of hell. There's like a pillar of, of pain. And yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And I think then um, Pinhead goes in and like reassembles the box. That's right. He starts to rub like the one yeah. uh, areolus of, like, <laughs> of the cube. The That's right. And then it, it just reassembles. Yeah. Uh, also, they've got that awesome blue laser oh, yeah. uh, special effect that they do. Yeah, the Highlander laser. That's kind of like. it. There can be only one. Hurts. <laughs> yeah, probably say hurts the whole time, actually. Yeah, really. Yeah, that, that captures exactly what I'm feeling. 100%. Actually. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so the room actually goes goes back to normal. Yeah. And so there's no there's no sluice. Nope. There's no um, sex, <laughs> sex chains. Everything, every, everything just kind of this weird, old, kind of uh, run-down house. That's right. So anyway, right after that, yeah. there's kind of a knock and like some shuffling and some things happening at the front door. Mm-hmm. Now, we're not really sure if time has elapsed, yeah. but, uh, you know, you could see that someone's trying to make their way into the house. Yeah. And as it turns out, it's... Um, Larry. It's Larry, yeah. <laughs> and Larry and his wife, uh, Julia. Julia. Yeah. <laughs> and so they fucking hate each, each other. other. Like, there's no, there's no, like, love between no. these two people. Like, no chemistry. No. They're just awkward. Like, yeah. it's, they're really, really stoic with each other. Yeah. And you could tell, like, 
they must have just gotten a fight, or they're trying to get a, themselves another chance. Yeah. Uh, and there's there's lots of explanations. Like you know, we can we can have a life here. Like yeah. they're really trying to make this thing come together. But it's you can tell Julia wants nothing to do with this. Nothing to do with it because they mention yeah, like like this is gonna be better than Brooklyn. Like something happened right. in Brooklyn. Oh, for right? sure. Yeah. So <laughs> well, you get to find out what happened in Brooklyn. Like, oh, I feel yeah. like. So let me think about this for a sec. Okay. Uh, do you feel like it was that that made her grow cold to him and it's been cold because of the location? Or do you feel like Frank took off to go be a sex pest yeah. in Marrakesh yeah. and then she has been living a life and this is a different incident because she just really is still thinking about Frank? That's like, I don't know. I think so. I think that, yeah, she, she definitely like had to settle and we find out later why and things like that. Yep. But there is, like, like it's, something's wrong in their marriage. Larry's trying hard, but he's a bit of a pushover. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, yeah, there is something wrong in this relationship. Like she's yeah. so dismissive of this oh. house. Like she doesn't want to move in. Yeah. Uh, to the point where she like starts to smoke a cigarette and just throws it on the floor and rubs it out. Oh, like so trying to start it on fire. Like <laughs> again, who does that in their own home? Who like does that? I don't know. But man. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Anyway, then um, they go through the house. They're yeah. Looking at the room. She heads upstairs. Yeah. This uh, this house is disgusting. By the way. It totally is. So it's, Larry goes to where. Oh, well, Larry goes to the kitchen. First. Right. And he goes in the kitchen and he sees, um, and I guess this is kind of a time lapse. Actually, when, when Frank was, was, was having his, um, his schnitzel beat, right. um, he, uh, they did show the kitchen. I think they showed some food. Oh, there, I see. And it wasn't rotten at that point. So let's assume, what, two weeks maybe? A month yeah, since he's disappeared? something like that. Because okay. it must have been weeks because when Larry goes into the kitchen, there's like live maggots ripping around right. the cockroaches. And not flies. And there's no flies. There's no flies. This is actually going to be a problem throughout the film. Yeah. Like, there's uh, tons of maggots because maggots are creepy. Yeah. But flies are less creepy, I guess, or harder to capture, or they just would interrupt the film. That's it. They didn't have a fly wrangler. No, just that's it. PETA stepped in just for flies. Yeah. Maggots, no problem. That's it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I draw the line. It flies. Maggots, I'm all about them. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so, yeah, he's in the kitchen, and she goes upstairs to find uh, a squatter. Kind of. Kind of. Well, the remnants of a squatter, right? That's right. Like, so there's like a, a weird bed, and like there's a little suitcase, and then just a whole bunch of like... Pornography, like Tons just full. Pho- like so, this is all Frank. Yeah, and Frank has gone through every Thai hooker uh, in <laughs> you know in Asia. He has gone up and down. Like there's yeah. this picture of him like humping girls and humping dudes, and there's masks, and he's like he's getting it out there. He's and there. what you would normally think would be like really kind of repugnant. Yeah, but but she's not repulsed at all. She's not. She she's like oh these photos, and so you're starting to like what's going on here because she's looking at the photos of Frank and she's kind of this is the first time she's kind of her, shown her, any emotion any emotion yeah, yeah her, her her icy glare has melted somewhat and so you're like what's going on here yeah is this where we get flashbacks or is that later uh this is when sort of the flashbacks start okay but but she does take one picture of frank without his penis knee deep into like <laughs> some orifice and she kind of takes the picture yeah uh and then eventually she kind of rips the other person out of the picture just yeah. so it's just him by himself that's right and he's kind of a handsome fellow he is like he's he's rugged looking yeah um, full head of hair he's full uh, head of hair he's got those sweet high-waisted jeans yeah you know so so i think they flash back and it's uh uh, him standing in the doorway, covered in rain, he's drenched, and he's kind of like, <laughs> can I come in? Right? And she's like, uh, who are you? Yeah. Frank. Brother Frank. 
Oh, of course. Uh, oh, uh, charmed, I'm sure. Oh, she's English. Too. She is English, yeah, I know. No, but she, this is literally the only time when she actually seems to kind of relax a little bit. Yeah. And uh, But not, not that she's particularly, like, like attractive or, like, really kind of sexy. Like, I'm not really sure what Frank was hoping for out of this. Like, just, just to fuck up Larry's marriage? Probably. I get that sense. Yeah. That that was he's kind Frank's of a dick. Story. He is a dick. Yeah. Yeah, because he's like, I'm here for the wedding. Also, kind of... Also, weird question. Yeah. Why does, like, Frank have a different accent than Larry? Uh, like, if they're really, really brothers, he's got kind of a weird affectation to his knows. voice. It's all the pleasure. I <laughs> suppose. Yeah. Like, you have to learn to talk, like, yeah. with a weird, ooh. ooh. I, I don't know. <laughs> it's like sex past school. That, that's or it. So, I think there's, yeah. like, a whole dialect coach you get when you go to these things. I think so. So, so yeah, he's, he's, he's um, um, you know, invited himself in in his flashback. He's like, do you have a towel? Right? <laughs> so he's toweling himself and stuff and I don't know how far it goes in the flashbacks at this point doesn't really go that far because yeah. in the next set of scenes he's sitting there with his leg up and he's kind of like oh my god he's like wang out he's ready <laughs> ready to do this thing um, so that happens in yeah. just a little bit yeah anyway uh, what happens after that is then you see um, uh, Larry's daughter Christy yes. Kirsty. And she's walking along the waterfront, and she hasn't seen the house or anything. Yeah. But uh, he gets a phone call in the middle of the night, kind of runs down. They have a little quick sort of chit-chat. And, you know, she says, oh, hey, you know, I've got this place. And he's like, hey, if you want to, you can come live with us. And she's like, not a chance. Yeah. Julie is crazy. <laughs> she's totally cold, yeah. which I total, which I get. I completely yeah. get. So now we learn that, that um, Frank's first wife, Christy's mother, uh, died. Right. Well, because you learn that when they're doing the move-in. That's right. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. there's that weird scene with, like, so Uncle statements. Goober and, yeah. like, the other guy who wants yeah. a beer. Is that your daughter? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> she gets her looks from her mom. Her mother's dead. Like, just, whoa, shit. Jesus. Sorry, who are these moving people? Like, I yeah. thought they were maybe his buddies because they have, like, a pretty... No. No. I guess not. No. Because, um, yet he still throws them, like, a pack of beer. Like, if these were my employees, they'd be like... No, 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 get the bed done. I'm Seriously. not doing shit. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Larry's a pushover. He is kind of so a pushover. So this shows us more like they're clearly, A, hitting on Julia. Yep. And B, when his daughter comes in, they're like, hey. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, right? they so, are. They're really oogly. They're oogly. So, um, so, yeah, it's clear that they are big sex pests as well. But yep. Larry doesn't, he doesn't do it. Like he said, he gives him a four pack of beer. Yeah. So... Um, Christy comes to the house like they kind of like uh, this is them moving in yeah yeah. Uh, Christy goes and she's there she can make some tea and things like that and totally. you just learn that this house is just garbage oh and there's a, a ton of religious regalia around oh, too because yeah. there's all the Jesuses out Holy front shit. when uh, when Christy shows up and she's yeah. like kind of looking at this stuff and I'm not really sure like what he's what is Frank's plan by having like looking to hell and looking to heaven again he's courting I guess all the pleasures and yeah. all the pain I don't. I, well, I I don't know if that was Frank's because it, it actually turns out to be the brother's mother's house. Oh, maybe it so was the mom stuff. It like, might could be, be, or it okay. might be Frank's. Now that you say that, it could be that it is him exploring all the pleasures of of both heaven and hell. I, I guess right? you know what, because even the Cenobites say that they could be angels or mm -hmm. they could be demons. So I guess if you're courting yeah. those experiences, maybe you're look, trying to cover all your bases. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay, so... Anyway, so uh, Julie goes back upstairs. Yes. She's out doing her own thing, and this is where she goes into the room, and this is where some of the flashbacks start open. That's it. Yeah, so, yes, she, so she goes... You. Yeah, she goes into the room. The door closes itself oh, by yeah. itself. It's, like, really weird. So you're like, yeah. oh, okay. Uh, uh, clearly, this house is going to be the set for all kinds of, like, shenanigans. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but then, yeah, so you sort of see this whole thing, like... 
Frank asking her if she's really committed to the relationship, yeah. and he's he's got one of his legs exactly. up, and yeah. he has kind of like tight jeans on, <laughs> snakeskin boots. Like that's, that's exactly what a sex pest does in a in a sexy intervention when you're trying oh, to stop yeah. a marriage. So basically, um, he kind of like he gets her to kind of commit to having an affair with him. Yeah, she he seduces her, and and they actually end up having sex. Well, oh, first this is the first no. time you see a switchblade too. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Yeah, and he like cuts the strap of her like nighty. Oh yeah, yeah. Right? And then yeah, he kind of throws her down, and they have sex on her wedding dress. On her wedding dress. So I mean, you know what? What kind of asshole move? Like just yeah. yeah. What could go wrong? Oh, this is a bad brother. Yeah. This is a bad brother. So he also, and I don't think this flashback happens here. Actually, when he gets her to commit a little bit, I think that actually happens later. Yeah. But, yeah, so she's in this room, and this the whole upper floor of this house makes me so uncomfortable. Yep. There's so much black mold everywhere. Like, I'm totally. just... Eh, it makes me physically uncomfortable. I wouldn't move in unless it had a good scrub. I know. Like, I feel like you would do all of that for, like, a week or two first. Like, get it get it spick and span, man. Yeah. There are so many rats in this house. Yes. Like, there's, like, a whole room of just that the rats own, and they basically are renting the house from the rats. Basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's weird. So, uh, yeah, at the same time, Larry's moving a mattress up with these movers. Yeah. Right? So... And then also as they're going through all of this, and this is going to be important later, hmm. uh, basically Frank gets Julia to promise that no matter what, yeah. she will do anything he ever wants. Yes. And there's yeah. a, it's actually, it's kind of hammered home a few times. Like, I know. It's like, even if I come back from the dead, hypothetically, <laughs> no kidding. you need well, to help out. Well, I mean, I'm going to say yes because that could never happen. Never happen, no, Frank. No. Let's make love again on my writing. Oh, my God, exactly. Yeah. And so basically he's kind of like converted her into a sexual slave. Yes, exactly. But, so you're right. They're lifting the couch, they're bringing, or the uh, the mattress. Yeah. They're going up the stair, and there's a nail sticking out. Yeah. And uh, Larry gets that dragged right across his hand. Well, and it's intercut with scenes of uh, uh, Frank giving it pounding her. Yeah. yeah. He's getting pounded like a nail. Like just he's a hammer <laughs> himself. Um, so yeah, he's totally like. Uh, uh, it's a very odd juxtaposition. So yeah. anyway. Um, He's moving it up, yep. and you're right, there's a nail, and we can see it getting closer and closer to his More head. latex. Yeah, until it finally, yeah, and then the close-ups, man, why? But it, it shows it ripping, yep. and, um, and and it makes a horrible gash in his hand. And while she's kind of, like, thinking about this, this like, interaction with Frank, yep. he walks into the room, and he's, his hand is, like, fucking gushing blood. Oh yeah, it's just spraying. Like, like you think it's like a blood. Saturday Night Live effect or something. Like this, you know, yeah. all over. Like there's a little like hose coming off of it. <laughs> totally. Yeah. So anyway, he's like he's not good with blood. He's kind of a wimp, right? Like yeah. this is kind of Larry's problem in the first place, where Frank is so you know take charge. Yeah. Um, and so this blood uh, falls to the ground, yep. and she tries to contend to him and stuff. And she's not like freaked out at all. She's like, "Oh, you're fine. We'll take you to the hospital." It's <laughs> like it's gashed open. Like you can see muscle and shit underneath. Yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's pretty not good. It's very graphic. But I mean, it's yeah. a horror movie, so obviously going to do as much with this like hand like yeah. full of like our uh, you know uh, makeup that you can do with it. Exactly. So, anyway, as the okay. blood goes onto the ground, though, the one cool effect was yeah. the sucking of the blood into the wood. Mm-hmm. Um, so the uh, blood absorbs into the wood, yeah. and it actually starts to go underneath the floorboards, yeah. and you can see a heartbeat. A telltale heart. A telltale heart, exactly yeah. so. So, basically, the blood was enough to begin the initiation process for Frank to put himself back together. Mm-hmm. I guess maybe because it's uh, it's Larry's blood, because it's, like, sort of related? Or would it have been any blood? I don't know. That's a good point. Um, but whatever it is, the blood is enough to draw Frank back from 
the from hell. Yeah. Essentially, and and he's able to then recreate his body, like it, it kind of heals. And um, there's that, a whole animation sequence. Yeah, in this, that right? sequence is pretty good. Not like, bad. I think dude. a lot of money went into that one. It's a oh my god, oh, so just the good. level of snot that was like dedicated <laughs> to this film. Like it was like watching Ghostbusters. Yeah. With all the slime. Yeah. It was really a very gooey oh, set of sequences. It, like the brain forms and then the brain stem kind of stabs into it. Mm-hmm. And then so the last shot is like him like halfway built, screaming because he's like just barely any muscle, flesh, anything. Right? And do you think the person who was playing Frank in this point was still like a midget or something? Or like a kid? Because he seems really small. Yeah, yeah. It was okay. definitely like uh, a, like, <laughs> like Doug Jones early days yeah. kind of thing, right? It's Kenny Baker. <laughs> <laughs> you do it, Kenny doing Baker. more stuff with Kenny Baker. Yeah. Like, well, the top half's Kenny, the bottom half's Billy Barty. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> and together, like, like three kids in a trench coat, they made... <laughs> The fleshy Frank come <laughs> not, to life. Not bad. Yeah. Oh, man. All right. Well, um, so putting them together is actually pretty good. And again, yeah. they kind of default back to the rats. Yeah. So the next big scene is the house party. Yeah. So uh, at the house party, they're like having some entertainment and Larry and Julie are hosting people. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, God. And there's like, you know, they're trying to make it fun and kind of social. But that dining room was so cramped. Oh. Like, it seems like they were just right on top of each other and it's poorly lit. And oh, yeah. Julie is so unhappy. Like, she's so just... Unhappy. Bitchy bitch. I mean, but at this dinner party, we get introduced to um, oh, Chris's Julie. boyfriend. Yeah. Uh, oh, sorry, uh, Kirsty. Yeah, Kirsty's boyfriend. boyfriend. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. And who is this like guy in this like sweater? And he's he is got, unflappable. He is unflappable. Like, like nothing, nothing faces that dude. Totally. Like the thing, like so he does a little like trick with his cigarette where he goes inside of his mouth oh, and he yeah. flips it back out again. Like he's, he's just Johnny fest. Yucks. Yeah, he's <laughs> he a sex mess. Because does he like he he says a line and Larry's right there. He's like. Hey, Kirsty, a little drunk. Maybe you should lie down. Yeah. Like, he's hitting on her hard, and Larry's just like, hi. Well, he, he's pretty <laughs> oblivious. Yeah. But they live together, right? Like, they're boyfriend and girlfriend? No, no. That's where they first meet. Oh, interesting. I'm, I feel like that's where they first meet. Oh, I thought that they have her, because he's walking her home, and it doesn't seem like, because later, when he's when she's having a nightmare, yeah. uh, he wakes her up. Because uh, of the screaming, but he's in a separate bed. Like they've got, like he's That's the so worst weird. pickup ever. Like, yeah. it's too bad Frank wasn't around to coach this guy a little bit more about being a proper sex pest. That's because it. you're missing all the fundamentals. That's it. That's yes, you got her home. Scene. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, but where's your mask, hey? Yeah, where's the wedding dress? So I, I feel like it's a newer relationship, but I don't yeah. know because he's trying hard, isn't he? Pretty much. Yeah. But anyway, Julia's had enough of this. She's like unhappy yeah. and she's miserable oh, yeah. as per usual. Oh, yeah. And so she heads up. She yeah. heads up to her room. That's right. But as she's going up, she hears a noise. She hears a noise. Yeah. And what does she find? So she goes into this room and she's looking around and it's a there's a storm outside, so lightning highlights. All of a sudden she looks down and there's like this slimy <laughs> bone-thin individual filled with Billy Barty and Kenny Baker. <laughs> right. And it just starts chasing after her. And she's like, ah, lucky that door automatically slams. Of course, naturally. She goes back for it and, and a hand comes out and closes it. And he's like, Julia, it's me. It's Frank. Come to daddy. Don't look at me. <laughs> Don't look at me. <laughs> 
So, <laughs> so that's part that. of Frank's best catchphrases. I know. Actually, Frank has got a lot of really awesome catchphrases that we yeah. quoted the shit out of his oh. kids. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I remember always this like, why doesn't he want one to look at her? And then he wants her to look at her. I like it's, it's, oh, it's Look at me. Don't look at me. I think we use that like on a weekly basis. All, all the time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That and come to daddy. Come to daddy. So uh. she, he, he convinces her that he's Frank. Yep. Uh, and that he's he's come back from hell and I don't think he goes into it too much but just that uh, that Larry's blood brought him back right so he needs her to get more blood yeah. so either Larry himself dies yeah. or you know bring back someone else and so Julius seems kind of torn about it at this point yeah. but I think he really kind of says like remember you yeah. said you would do anything uh-huh. yeah. remember that hypothetical situation where I came back from hell and I needed blood to survive no kidding oh, shit <laughs> no kidding I commit to that? you pinky sweared <laughs> Stinky pig sword. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, look at these fingernails. No, yeah. <laughs> Gross. Anyway, uh, okay. Christy takes off. So she yeah. is a little bit drunk. She's going back with that dude. Yeah. Um, and then as they go by, though, this is kind of interesting because this gets planted. Yeah. They, they go by that stranger. Yeah. Who's in the alley. A homeless dude. Yeah. And he's kind of rough and looking. He's got a beard and stuff. And like... Does he say anything or just stares her down? No, just stares her down. He actually never says a word in the That's whole right. thing. That's right. So but, freaks her out a little bit. But definitely there's a moment, like, you know, yeah. where this person's going to be either someone important to help her or yeah. who's going to fuck her up at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. It's, it is. It's very creepy. So uh, then there's the dream. So yeah. we go back to Christy. She's sleeping and yeah. uh, she's kind of going into this scene where there's like feathers everywhere. Like yeah. someone had like a, an unsexy pillow fight. Yeah. Uh, and then there's a baby crying and yeah. then there's a blood soaked table and she pulls the sheets off. And isn't it like her dad? I think it's her dad. Yeah. Okay. Kind of like chopped up a little bit because she runs down and calls him. That's right. Yeah, and she's like, oh, I had a bad nightmare. Well, actually, the boyfriend wakes her up. Like, oh, says, yeah, because like, he's sleeping in a different bed. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Fuck, blew this. Uh, and then <laughs> he comes downstairs and he just sort of says, like, yeah, you know, I'm fine, I'm fine. And um, I guess, like, maybe it's prophetic. Yeah. Um, I guess. Yeah, yeah. It, well, it must be. Yeah. And maybe something to do with the stranger, even. Like, maybe he kind of imprinted or planted something. Potentially, I'm not. I'm not sure the significance of the table because he never yeah. really dies in the same way. But no. maybe it's just about like sacrifice or family or I, yeah, I'm not 100. Yeah. percent But that reoccurring like child crying thing whenever <sighs> hell's around, it's like fuck. I, well, yeah, basically yeah. hell is hearing kids scream because later <laughs> when is. she goes through that wall, the yeah. same thing. Like the kid is crying again. Yeah. So you're right. I think for them, hell is like parenting. <laughs> <laughs> Clyde Barker, just a wayward dad who wants nothing to do with raising kids because that's his vision. That's so funny. Yeah. So there you go. So there's a takeaway for parenting right now. There you go. Um, anyway, so uh, Julia has to go now get more blood. And I guess yeah. she's decided not to kill Larry. Yeah. So she's picking up strangers with her overt sexuality. That's it? Yeah. She shows up at a bar with some sunglasses on and yep. English uh, Stanley Tucci. That's <laughs> Well, he's got that one little spot. I know. He's like a weird balding Mr. Bean. He is. Yeah. He is. He's weird. So he, uh, she picks him up. Yep. And, uh, uh, and is, you know, they have a conversation and a drink and then she like invites him back to her house. Right. And she's not sure. Like, this is really good. She's just, she's nervous. A, she's, she's, you know, she, she's not attracted to this guy and, and he's kind of forceful. Like at, th- at one point he was well, like yeah. pretty aggressive to her. Well, especially when it seems like she might back out of having sex yeah, with him. Yeah. Um, so in this movie, all men with the exception of Larry yeah. are dicks. Yeah. Like, yeah, there's not one redeemable <laughs> male in this whole thing. 
No, um, no. Even the homeless guy is like, <laughs> he's got an edge. He's got it. <laughs> You'll see it later. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the, the, basically she does agree to go upstairs with him. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, I think what got her uh, like to be so attractive were those earrings that you commented. She looks like Jam, the, uh, the counter Barbie doll that was yeah. out there. Like, yeah. Truly outrageous. You totally. Truly, truly, truly outrageous. <laughs> Yeah. So, but she doesn't tune into synergy there. Instead, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, English Stanley, Stanley Tucci slash Mr. Bean. Yeah. Um, uh, starts to disrobe, and they're in this like in that seedy room. Yeah, with all the rats and yeah. like the snot. Yeah. Like, and and, sh- and he's like, there isn't a bed, and he's like, well, let's just do it on the floor. He's like, all he's right. Like, it's the first time for everything. Yeah. Right. He drops his trousers, and he's got these like shitty tidy whities. Oh yeah, he's like ridiculous. <laughs> But as he's turned around, she grabs a hammer. Yeah. And just beats him in the back of the head with this thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like that's... Uh. Oh, that was a brutal one. Yeah. Yeah. The sound and the blood just gushing out. That was a great effect. What was funny though is that she takes it from like this hook yep. that we've never seen before. So at some point in the morning, she's like, well, I'm going to have to hit him with something. Oh, I'm going to need a hammer. But you know what? Bending down and getting that hammer is just a lot of effort. So I'm going to make like, like I'm going to build this like hammer caddy. Yep, that's on the right. side of the wall. Yeah, it's so, like it's pretty premeditated. Yeah, yeah, uh, and I mean also pretty convenient too. Oh yeah, yeah. well it's easy reach, I suppose. That's, yeah. So she she plows him once in the back and once in the front. Yep. Kind of thing, and then and then Frank kind of oozes over to her. Yep, yeah, that's right. And then he does another chance to say, "Yeah, don't look at me." Right. <laughs> As he siphons the life out of this guy. Yeah. Like he basically sucks him sucks him dry. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so she she like uh, kind of has a bit of a freak out, yeah, and um, then she goes to try to wash herself off, yeah, uh, because she's got all this blood everywhere, and she has like a little moment of kind of like crazy in the mirror and oh, such. Yeah, but when yeah. she comes back out again, um, she still got blood all over her. I know. <laughs> like, kind of had this <laughs> weird time. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, and she sees the guy who who uh, she lured in, and he's like drained and all like horrific and stuff. And she looks over and she sees Frank, who is fleshier now. Definitely. He's, he's got at least like some muscle and things like that. And so. he can stand where before he was kind of dragging himself across the That's floor. Right. Like he's up on two. Yeah. 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 Now it's, and it still might be the uh, baker Barty combo. I'm not sure. Or it might be Frank, the guy who played Frank. <laughs> well, I actually, but, well, they had a different actor playing Frank yeah. in this. And the guy had a different voice oh, than the <laughs> actor who played Frank. <laughs> You ever notice that? Like it sounds like it Bill Forsythe. Yeah, uh, a little bit. Or John Forsythe. Sorry, from, you remember the movie um, Scrooged? Oh, yeah. It's like his oh, partner. Yeah. He's yeah. got that voice. I was just yeah. like, this is weird. Like, <laughs> not only does Frank have a strange voice from Larry, but now, like, Corpse. Corpse Frank Frank has, like, a different voice from regular Frank? I don't know. But uh, Frank was played by a lot of people. (laughs) (laughs) It was a team effort. Uh, Well, that's it. I mean, when you're that good, that (laughs) that role is that meaty. (laughs) Juicy. That's it. (laughs) Gooey. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's still so gooey. Oh, my God. And then another great line comes out, another another classic, which is? Uh, Oh, come to daddy. That's right. yeah. Because he tries to get her to touch him. Like, he's now trying to, now that he's, like, fully standing, he's right back into the sex. Sex past. Yeah. Yeah. But he can't do nothing, because he hasn't grown his pecker back. No, no. I'm assuming. The schnitz. (laughs) The schnitz isn't there. No, no. Yeah, because he needs more blood. Right. Yeah. So, So Julia disposes of the corpse. She takes it from one room to to another room. (laughs) And just dumps it in the armoire. Just dumps it. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Oh, that's right, where uh, he can form some maggots. Yes. Um, So, yeah, she dumps him away, and then... um, yeah, I don't know. Oh, um, okay. So, um, oh, she's, yeah. she's out oh, of sorts. Yeah, and Larry, Larry comes, comes home. 
right? Yeah, and he's like, hey, baby, what's going on? You know, and he wants to, uh, uh, you know, check on her, and he's he's being silly and stuff like that. She's in the bathroom, still covered in blood, like, I've got a headache! Right. <laughs> <laughs> Which is not great. And so he offers to get her, like, a drink and stuff, Yeah. and uh, then this sort of calms down. And then... There's this thing with the, the... Finally, Frank talks about the Cenobites. Yes. It's the first time you find out that he's being followed. Yes. Yeah. They're going to find me. Yeah. And stuff like that. Which is kind of neat. Like, he's made a... He's found an escape hatch out of hell. Yep. And so... But they're going to notice and they're going to find him eventually. Right. Right. So... So they yeah. need to get out of there as fast as Urgency. possible. Because this is the place where he was killed. So I'm assuming yeah. that they have the, a way to kind of go wherever the cube has summoned them at one time for one person. That's right. And he has the cube with him. Right. Yeah. He he produces the cube out of somewhere. Yeah. Where does the, the cube sort of doesn't really... Maybe he keistered it. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> What's your pleasure? Yeah. <laughs> the uh, pubic's cube? <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. Um, anyway, so... Um, awesome. yeah, so we go back to Kirstie again. Yes. And she's at her store where the monkeys are. At the yeah. pet store. Oh, yeah. And for some reason this pet store has like a screaming baboon in it. There's always screaming. I know. So so she's trying to help out this lady who's got like a bird. She's like, I'm going to see the manager. Oh, I know. She's it's, having a Karen moment. She and, is. Early days Karen. Yes. Oh, well, it's like, yeah. What's your return policy on dead birds? Yeah. Okay, uh, Job. <laughs> smashes it on the way out the door. Like... Uh, puts it in the freezer and waits. <laughs> like, <laughs> do not eat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, Anyhow, yeah. yeah. And then we run into the homeless guy. Again. Yeah. And and she sees him like huddled over yep. the cricket cage, and she's like, "Hey, can I help you? Excuse me." And he turns up, and he's got a fistful of crickets, and he starts munching down on them. Yeah, it's really weird. Yeah. And she's like, "Get out of here!" And so she like tells him to get out of here, and he kind of wanders off. But before he leaves, he turns around and stares her down again. Yeah. Ominously. So at this point, did you know if he was going to be a good guy or a bad guy? Like, what were you thinking? I, I kind of thought that he was going to be kind of a guide because they worked so hard to make him disgusting. Right. I thought, okay, this is going to be a reversal. Where at some point, that's it. this guy's going to be like, actually, I'm here to help. Mm-hmm. You know, That's what I thought. Same. But uh, anyway, because they made him so awful. But then she's looking at this and then her boyfriend pops out of nowhere. Yep. Right? Hi. And uh, she turns back around and the homeless guy's gone. Yep. And, and he's like, hey, you okay? You, you look like you... Saw a guy eating crickets or something. What's going on? And she's like, nah, it's nothing. Yeah. Right? So she blows it off. Totally. Uh, at the same time... Julia uh, starts to pull another person back. She does. She yep. pulls another. But this is uh, more of a regular Stanley Tucci. Right. Uh, she gets all type. the Tucci's. Yeah, no <laughs> it's type. Um, are, are they desperate? Uh, lonely? Who knows? Anyway. Yeah. So she lures this guy in. Yep. And... Um, uh, gives gives a little hammer time. Yep, yep. He also gets beat for yeah. sure. But you see that she's coming around, getting used to it now. Yeah. Now she doesn't. She's not covered in blood. Yep. And she kind of just wipes it off no more nonchalantly. Yeah, and she's got a little smile on her face. Like yeah. it's actually like she feels like she's getting close to the end goal, which is getting Frank back. Yeah. Um, but she is. She's really getting a taste for it. You can see that any of her hesitation is very much in the rearview mirror. Yeah. So um, yeah, Frank uh, gnaws down on this guy. And he, he, after he's done slurping him, <laughs> he um, uh, he mentions like one or two and I'll be fully back. Fully yeah. Restored. Well, and he also talks about how they like, they took him apart. Like, like yeah. there's a little bit of a yeah. flashback again of like exactly what happened to him yeah. and how the blood is kind of getting them to come together. Yeah. And then... Um, well, they, they draw on like it's pleasure and pain. So you see Frank, like he's suspended upside down. Yeah. You get to see more of what happened to him, kind yeah. of. Yeah. And he's experiencing this like... The, the realms of, of 
of pleasure and pain beyond anything people could have possibly imagined. Yep. Um, and uh, and yeah, he's forming, a, and he's in a suit too at this point. I think. Yeah, but the the poor, like, why would you wear white <laughs> oh when God. you've got that much goo? He's like, so gooey. Oh, he's just like that poor suit is like yeah destroyed by yeah. the end of it. But but Julie's kind of getting into it a little more. Like yep. she she does like the finger circle thing on her lips. Oh yeah, to kind of like point. be a little sexual with him and yeah, stuff. To keep but, him. But he still doesn't have um, a schnitzel. No, no, yeah. nothing there. So, um, then it kind of cuts to that scene where they're watching television together. They're watching the boxing match. That's it. And it's a little bit weird because he's like, I don't know, Larry's kind of into it a bit. Yeah. Um, and so you could tell like he's also like a little bit frisky with her. And it's almost like this is the last real moment where she has concern for Larry. Yes. Uh, because they still need more blood. Yeah. They, she's kind of like seducing him a little bit or he's kind of coming on to her and they want to go upstairs. And then she stops him. Yeah, well, well. Also, Frank is um, going nuts. Yeah, he's going stir crazy. And he's slamming against the walls, and he kind of hears this. I think. Right. Yeah. So he's going to go up and investigate, and she keeps him from doing it. Like she's yeah. almost like uses her seductive powers yeah. to try to pull him in. Um, and so she does. She actually has like a bit of regard for Larry in this one. Yeah. And so yeah. prevents him from getting killed. Uh, and so um, he eventually does go into that room, I think, and he finds nothing. Yeah. But then comes down to her, and they he they start getting busy. Right. right? So they go to the bedroom. Larry's, he's finally ready to consummate this marriage. That's it. So <laughs> since Frank is destroyed, and like, oh, we can't get married today because there's some weird stain on here, unrelated. Uh, and so let me get the dry cleaning, and then they will definitely consummate definitely the get marriage. Married, but yeah. uh, she's had a constant headache for the entirety of their marriage. Yep. Uh, and so, but now it's time. Frank's, or not Frank, but Larry's into it. He's yep. ready. He's ready. And so they start getting a little busy. But who emerges from the closet? Well, Frank, he comes yeah. out and he's like, he's got a switchblade, of course. Obviously, where did that come Where'd from? Where did that come from? I don't know. <laughs> you know that one. Well, here's the thing. So if he was in his room with the cube, sweaty yeah. at one point when he was doing it, he probably didn't have a switchblade with him. So it might still have been in oh, his yeah, one yes. room yeah. with his suitcase. Yeah. This is my theory. I'm going to give this one okay. back to Cliff. We're not going to worry about that. Right. So okay. anyway, he comes out and he's got a rat. And he yeah. like, he starts skinning the rat <gasps> in front of her and she just like loses it. And yeah. so basically she shuts him down. There's no more sex. Yeah. And Larry's like, ah, oh, I almost enjoyed what, what sex is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> damn. 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 So, so he runs off and he's a little yeah. bit sad. And he goes down, you know, watch more boxing. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, and um, yeah, she goes and she pleads with Frank. I'll get, I'll get more people. I right. And so um, the next day... I'm trying to think about how Jew no uh, Kirsty. Uh, She's having supper with her dad or lunch with her dad. That's it. Yeah, that's and so what idea. what's happening is he's kind of talking to her, and you know, yeah. I think that she, he sort of senses that she's unsettled. Yeah, and so he's like, well, you know what? Maybe if you just had a little talk with her, then you yeah. could then you could help me oh, out. Yeah, that's yeah. it. That's it. Uh, and so you know, Kirsty actually like pretty amenable to this. She thinks yeah. you know if I can help my dad out and make make his marriage better or his life better, I should do that. Yeah. So she makes her way over to the house. That's right. But what does she see? She sees Julia with another, um, and it's like. Who who does this guy look like? It's like a John Hughesy type dude that she's luring in. Yeah, you know, uh, uh, he just finished writing, you know, Pretty in Pink, and he's ready to get a little sting. <laughs> sure, of course. So he Pretty in Pink, in, <laughs> but man, yeah, hey, he just Frankenized that. Oh my God, the Frankenstein. <laughs> so he he um, she she goes into the house because she sees Julia lure this dude in. Yep. And then um, they go upstairs, and Julia does does the, her hammer thing, and then goes to the bathroom. Yep. As as Kirsty goes up, and then this guy comes around the corner. Yep. And and he's kind of bleeding. He's like, help me. Yep. At the same time, Frank comes out. Yep. And grabs this dude. 
and uh, um, starts gnawing on him or something like well, that. He uses his hands. He's got this weird thing where he sucks the life out yeah, of people by sticking his it. hand into their bodies. Yeah, And he's not, right. like he siph- siphons the life force out of them, that's as well as the blood or whatever else. Yeah. Yeah. So he siphons this dude, and she... Is this where she ends up in the spare bedroom? Yeah, so she... Um, let's see, see here. So she kind of comes out, and then Frank brings her into the room. That's and, it. And then that's eventually, it. she knees him in the groin that's and kind of runs and grabs the cube, whips right. it out the window, yeah. and then bolts, like after she knees him in the nuts... Because uh, he's got no schnitz, though, so he's not down for long. No, no. And then uh, she kind of picks up the cube on the outside and bolts. Like, she's out. That's right. And he's like, no! Yeah. yeah. Right? Uh, and so, yeah, she's, she takes off. And she starts running. And she's like, f- full PTSD, full freak out. Yeah. And she passes out in the street. Right. And uh, is brought to a hospital. Yep. Where she starts spouting off about her uh, uncle being fleshless and resurrected and that Julia is killing people and uh, the doctors are very sympathetic. Well, that one doc is like yeah. Dr. Bowtie? Yeah. He's just like okay that sounds great. Alright then. Let me just inject you with something to yeah. help you sleep. Yeah he does a bit of that and locks her in her room. Right. But she's still got the puzzle box because he does that weird line like maybe this will jog your memory or hang on to it pretty hard. Is it Frank Oz? It's Frank Oz. Is there anyone in this movie who is not completely wooden? Seriously? Like, I think it was all done with marionettes because, like... No, Frank Oz. <laughs> no, no kidding. Hey, Kermit. Like, this... It is very... Uh, it's very hard to watch some of the acting in this. Like, yeah. I think they were trying really hard to make it scary or make it really like, oh, this we're, we're weird. Yeah. We're, we're sort of out of sorts with reality. Yeah. But it just makes it uncomfortable. It is. Yeah, it's... Uh, some, some tough performances. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, she's left alone with the puzzle box. And she gets into it. Naturally. Right? Yeah. She's like, oh, this is sweet. And at first, some fun, like, pink sparks. Yeah. Like, it looks like it's kind of maybe like a playful, like, rainbow bright yeah. is going to happen here. <laughs> or some sort of, like... She's going uh, to care a lot. That's right. <laughs> care bear stare. <laughs> well, the guy who comes staring at the other end certainly doesn't care. He like, doesn't when she care. does figure out how to get up there. But, yeah. So, she, she opens up uh, the cube. Yeah. The cu- and the cube opens a passageway. That's right. And so she goes through the passageway. Yeah. And what does she hear? Well, she hears that fucking child again. <laughs> just screaming away. <laughs> That's it. Just Clive Barker, new dad, just like, oh. <laughs> yeah. He's the hardest days of his yeah. life. That's exactly. It. So she's wandering about and uh, looking and she's in these hallways and passageways. Mm-hmm. It's, it's We don't see any signs of Cenobites or anything. Yeah. But it must be the same place. Because she stumbles upon this big flesh puppet. Yeah, it's this giant, like, slug. Yeah. So he's got, like, a face for a penis and, like... And a penis for a face. (laughs) And his head is like a stinger. Yeah. So he just, like... Then suddenly this guy starts, like, scrambling along the walls chasing after her. Oh, yeah. And she's, she's trying to book it out of there and she just escapes. Yep. And, and, and I think she, she does something to the cube. She's trying to get it and she manages to at least, um, shut that gate, but the cube is still active. Right. Because then... Um, the Cenobite show. Yeah, like she ends yeah. up opening up sort of the main passageway and they yeah. do. They all come to her and they're saying like, you know what, now you're coming with us. Like yeah. you've opened it up. Bop, you've bop. summoned us. Yeah. You're going to hell. That's right. And so what's her out? Oh, well she convinces them that somebody escaped their clutches. Right. Uh, she kind of uh, surmises that this is must be where Frank came from. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she convinces uh, Pinhead, um, Throaty, Throaty yeah. McGee and, and the thumb, yeah, the thumb, <laughs> and, thumb and, and shades and Nasher. Oh yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Dental work. Dental, yeah. 
Gums. Gumsley. Yeah. Uh, who I found out actually uh, was meant to have all the female Cenobites lines, but be- because the prosthetics were so hard, uh, he couldn't talk. Until right. They, they were like, oh, well, you, you say this. That actually makes a lot of sense. Yeah, makes a lot of sense. For sure. And, and so she convinces them that, yeah. hey, um, I know somebody who escaped. It's Frank. And they're like, what? What do you mean? No one escaped us. Yep. And she convinces them that I'm going to lead you to Frank. I'm going to find him for you. And then you do your thing. And we're even Stevens. And they kind of come up with a tentative deal. Where they're like, okay, if you... (laughs) These are not the most trustworthy people to make a deal with. Well, it kind of ended with, if you fuck us, we'll tear your soul apart. Right, right. Right? So they're holding the cards. When you're telling the kids, like, that's it. Okay, could you take out the garbage? No. If you I'll, don't do it, yeah. <laughs> I'll tear yourself apart. Yeah. Oh my God. That's it. Raising Would you like to upsize that meal? I will, but if it isn't upsized, I'll tear your soul apart. <laughs> Everything just goes to 11 every time you're like pissed off about something? Pretty much. All, All right. right. Well, that's fair. So, um, Kirsty heads back to the house, but at the same time, Frank and Julia are there. Yep. And Frank, uh, here's something else upstairs. And I think, so I think he's drawn up there, and I think she lets him go this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, because Kirsty shows up. Yeah. So, so Julia offers to take Larry upstairs. That's right. Yeah. And so, uh, and then when he gets up there, I mean, you don't actually see what happens, but I mean, Frank takes Larry's skin, basically. Oh, yeah. This, yeah. Skins him alive. Yeah. Uh, it like a flashlight. And then he proceeds to hump Julia. <laughs> yeah. So at least, you know, Larry's skin has at least had sex yeah. with his wife. Like, not him. Finally. But, you know. Finally. By, by uh, osmosis or yeah. by, like, degree of separation, at least he still gets a little, you know, a consummation. Little yeah. So that's all right. Yeah. So so uh, Christy shows up. Yep. And, and um, Larry and Julia, um, uh, or rather Frank in, in Larry's skin. Yep. And it's obvious. Like the whole no, ring around his face is <laughs> bleeding and bloody. Yeah, no. And just to the intensity of him. But but she doesn't actually like check it. Like she's hugging her dad and he's yeah. like, it's okay, baby. Yeah. He was a maniac. Yeah. Because she's like, oh, I think, uh, you know. Um, Frank is Frank's like. Frank's upstairs yeah. and he's like, he's evil and blah, blah, blah. And he's, he's like, dead. I know. We had to take care of it. He's dead now. We put him down like a mad dog. dog. Yes. Like, oh my God. Like, it's just super weird. And so here's the thing. Her dad yeah. is such a puss. There's yeah. no way he would use any of these lines. Like, no. there's like so many like flags going off right now. Wow. There's like the bloody like skin You're halo around skin. him. Yeah. Yep. The attitude. Yep. The fact that Julie is even touching him. No kidding. <laughs> Has made like, yeah, some sort of contact period yeah. for but sure. That's how we know. Yeah. So he's like, why don't you go up and have a look? Yep. Right. And basically, when she goes in to go see her dad, there's just this smoking corpse. Like, she doesn't know yeah. it's his dad. She thinks it's probably, like, Frank in this case. Yeah. But he's, like, sizzling still. He's sizzling. So like, what happened? A little barbecue with Frank. Uh, basically. So, or, uh, so she breaks off a wing and just, you know, kind of nibbles a little bit. <laughs> that does it. Mm, South Carolina. That's like it. it. I love their barbecue there. So she, she backs out, and then yep. um, uh, her dad's there, Larry, and he's like, see, he's gone now. Come to daddy. Yeah, but right? but the problem is, guess yeah. who shows up? Oh. Cenobites. That's right. Yeah. That's right. They, now that they've seen like the, the corpse is smoking, they're like, we need to get the oh. person who did this. Yes, that's right. That's yeah. right. Um, but Larry doesn't go, or Frank Larry, Larry Frank. Flarry. Flarry doesn't go into the room right away because he struggles with her and she scratches his oh, face. Oh, that's right. That's so he's right. He's got these gooey, skinny bits. Yeah. But she jumps and she kind of blindsides him and heads into the... Rat room. Uh, the, well, no, the uh, spare bedroom. Oh, that's right. Where she kind of hides amongst the furniture. And yep. first, she gets startled by uh, uh, Jump Scare Jesus. Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> 
and then um, she gets covered in maggots from this corpse. Oh, that they get yeah, stuck gross. In. Again, not a fly to be seen. But just juicy maggots everywhere. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yep. Uh, and so she freaks out and runs out. Uh, and I think there's a big struggle of yep. some sort. Frank's, Frank grabs her, right? And yes. he's, he's kind of running at her and he's about to stab her. And Julia's holding uh, Christy. Yeah. And as he lunges for it, she gets out of the way and yeah. stabs Julia. Yeah. And so, don't take it personal, baby. baby. And, then, oh. and then sucks her dry. That's right. Like, he's got, he's not a nice guy. He sucks. You know what? Ever. For, for, <laughs> first you want to kiss him, then you want to kill him. Blow. Yeah, basically. <laughs> he's uh he's like bad ash. He is bad ash. Um, but I'm good ash. <laughs> um so yeah, she, anyway, so Julia's dead. Yeah. Um and so she leads him into the room. Yep. Uh and he's ready to stab her. Yep. But all of a sudden the lights go freaky freaky and a hook comes out of nowhere and gets the little bit of skin on his head. That's right. But it's enough to stop him in his tracks. Yep. Yeah, and so then the Cenobites are back, and they can kind of they like basically confront him, yep. and he's like, "What? No!" And then all the hooks come flying out, just as like um, Christy's trying to run out of the room, yep. and Frank's coming at him, and then you're right, there's the one hook, and then yep. there's a series of hooks, and then he just gets stretched. Yeah, he gets pulled apart. He has yep. that great line that apparently he improvised. Oh, okay. Uh, is that Jesus wept? <laughs> and he's all mulch. So she's like, "Great, they got him." Done. I'm fine. I'm done. I can leave. Except the one female Cenobite screws her. Yeah, yeah. Like she still has designs on taking her soul and taking yeah. her back to hell. Oh, yeah. So then she got to work the cube. Yeah. And that's it to escape the Cenobite. So she like figures out that she can configure the cube and put it back to its original configuration, yeah, which uh, zaps some of the Cenobites away. Right. She goes into a, a room with a mattress. And this is important because this sets up the second movie. Oh. She sees Julia. Actually, Julia has the box. Right. She's been, she's uh, been, she's also like got chains in yeah. her and she's, she's all stretched out on the bed. Yeah. Because she died on that mattress more or less. Right. And that's the setup for movie two. That's where she comes from is that mattress. Ah. Yeah. Okay. Very yeah. cool. All right. So um, Christy grabs the box and she's zapping away the Cenobites yep. and like each one uses her magical orange power. E yeah. Each side of the cube that she finishes, like she manages to get rid of one more Cenobite. Yeah. Except for the thumb. Except for the thumb. <laughs> That just takes I don't have any fingers. I'm just a thumb. I can't move it off of me. The debris. <laughs> but this is where her fucking boyfriend shows up and uh. sees the Cenobites and not a lick of reaction. Nope. He's nope. Just, mm, Unfazed. Okay. Yep. Yeah, all right. The house collapses all over itself. Yeah. Uh, and then she gets rid of most of the creatures. And then the last one uh, comes over and she can't get rid of this. Oh, it's the puppet guy. Oh, it's, yeah. it's the one weird puppet who's trying to grab the cue. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, uh... Uh, yeah, uh, penis head. Penis, yeah. penis head. Stinger. Stinger. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, they're wrestling for the cube and like yeah. trying to get it away and she manages to finally like get it from him. Yeah. But her boyfriend's right beside her seeing this whole thing and, and just nothing. No, he's nothing. playing the guitar. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, he's doing all his best 80s stuff. He's, Seriously. He's trying to open the cosmic key. Yeah. So they can get back <laughs> to Masters of the Universe. Shared universe. That's it. Nice. I think it's all. Yeah. Okay. Nice. So um, she manages to configure the box. Oh, does that make Frank Skeletor? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Frank Langella? Oh. Frank. This is all happening. <laughs> Who's He-Man, though? Not Larry. Oh, oh no. Oh, no. I don't, I don't know. Because she's kind of the Courtney Cox of the, the, uh, the, the team. She's sort of, yeah. She's and, got that same Kate, sort of... And, well, and Billy Barty's in it. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> so it's, it's all, <laughs> all coming together. Oh, my God. Fantastic that the 80s had just oh, provided us this opportunity to put the pieces together. <laughs>
Just like like Frank's face. <laughs> Frank's face, jigsaw face. <laughs> That's right. So uh, she she zaps away uh, the stinger penis. Yep. And and leaves the house just as it it's kind of collapsing. But then like a second later, it's <laughs> gone except for like fire shards. Yeah. It's completely just in like little piles of sticks. Yeah. Like incredibly fast that it burned down. And so oh, yeah. anyway, so she basically comes there with a cube, throws yeah. it onto like a a fire fire, fire yes, yeah. ostensibly. But then who shows up? Well, homeless guy. Right. Shows up and he he like walks over and he picks up the cube and catches fire. Right. So he's he's fully engulfed in flame, but then the flesh and everything melts away and it's like a demon? It's Maybe a the demon. devil? It's yeah. Like right? It's some some sort of high level yeah. bad guy. But he's got the cube. Yeah. No, and he flies off and she's like, ah, Oh, do you think it's go. do you think it's the Chinese guy? Oh, maybe. Because he's the one who keeps peddling this, so he keeps watching the cycles happen. Oh, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Well, why then take the the form of a homeless guy? Why not just continue with your human form? I don't know. Oh, no. I'm just trying to help. <laughs> <laughs> There's no good explanations, just Tristan. Stop. Yes. All right. Fair. So the demon flies off, and she's freaking out. Poor, poor Kirsty is just PTSD. Boyfriend couldn't care less. <laughs> no kidding. Boop, 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 boop. He's got the guitar going. Oh, and yeah. The, the curls. and <laughs> Oh, yeah. He's got this crazy shirt. He looks like, I don't know, kid video. It's a from Cosby the, sweater. It man. is very much a Cosby sweater. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so then it kind of goes back, and you see the Chinese guy, and he's like yeah. with another customer. And basically yeah. the cycle with the cube starts all over. Yeah. Let's and, see. Let's see. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's the film. That's the film. <sighs> that was pretty efficient. That was pretty efficient. Yeah. So... Takeaways. Well, what about, before we go to takeaways, let's make a little money off of this with the money zone. Someone set a fire in your car because it took too long and I got bored. (laughs) Money, please. Chris, uh, far out. Like, um, we have injected such lifeblood into the economy of St. Albert that now other businesses that maybe not be suffering but want to keep up with all the businesses that we have really injected with uh, some pizzazz. We talked a lot about demons this episode, but what yeah. about sainthood for you and I Ooh. for doing so much for St. Albert? Yeah. So, I mean, you know, yeah. what kind of extra generosity can we give away this week? Well, there's new businesses are coming into St. Albert because they can see how lucrative it is. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, uh, one of those businesses that has approached me that I didn't know I wanted, but now I need. Yep. Is... The Running Gran. The Running Gran? The Running Gran. It's an MMA mixed martial arts gym for senior citizens. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, they are getting into it. You know what? Watch Nana become one bad motherfucker. <laughs> the Running Gran. Send your grandma now. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah, it's an amazing place. Absolutely. Yourself? Have you... Uh... You know, it's interesting. Uh, I was approached by a company... Uh, that is trying to do more media. I mean, we know that St. Albert is a massive hub of entertainment, starting with (laughs) us, and really, you know, it's just expanding itself. So uh, what I really have is not more of the company, but it's the event. So HBS, the makers, like like HBO, but really just heisted bullshit, um, (laughs) has come up with a crossover event so good, 
It's Conan the Targaryen. Um, <laughs> it's the event you didn't know you didn't need. So they couldn't get the rights to the film for Conan. So what they did is they tried to buy into another franchise by doing a little crossover. Oh. So you know what? Instead of riding a dragon, yeah. he rides a shark voiced by Mako because it's a Mako shark. Uh, basically, he gets to learn the riddle of Valerian steel. Ooh. He's cutting the heads off all the serpents that are there, including all the dragons. And oh. best of all, we finally get to see the red wedding that everyone wanted. The one with Red Sonja in it. So, come, watch Conan the Targaryen. Sponsored by HBS. <laughs> Takeaways. Oh, oh, my God. I don't even know what to do with this film. So, look. Um, if you think about the parents in this, so yes. you've got uh, Larry. Larry. Who yeah. did basically, like... Not a terrible job. No. Like, I think he loved his daughter. I think yeah. he was a super nice to her. Obviously, there was some trauma in the world like yeah. by the loss of his first wife. Yeah. And so, you know, he's trying to be a good husband. He's a bit oblivious. He is. So, I mean, I think my takeaway for this is less about parenting and maybe a bit about husbanding. Yeah. And in this sense, if you want to be a really good parent, you need to be a good husband and you need to see kind of everything that's happening. And for the longest time, he was not really acknowledging that there's this massive tension, yeah. this massive gap. His yeah. poor daughter doesn't even feel comfortable like coming over. I think this is one of those things where even if you love someone so, so much, but you're alienating your family to do it, yeah. that maybe you need to do something different. Yeah. And, you know, also, when you've got a shithead brother, uh, <laughs> like Ooh. I do, uh, yeah, no, Come no. <laughs> Don't do it. Don't do it. Of course, I'm being facetious. But, you know, it's just there's so many things where he was too oblivious. And it's Mm. to the detriment of himself, obviously, because he's left a smoking pile of steamy goo. (laughs) But also, like, the things that it does to his daughter. Because she's a total shipwreck out of all of this, too. So, um, yeah, I would just say that if you want to be a good dad, you also need to be a good husband. And make sure that you're managing not just, you know, the parenting parts. But think about how one can have an effect on the other. That would be my take. Go ahead. I got fucking nothing. I hate, hate this. No. Um, uh, no, no. I've got, um, I guess it's about tension, about um, leaving things unsaid that can really fa- like fester, mm-hmm. like Frank's face. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> so, but no, like, 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 it was obvious there is lots of tension between, um, you know, Julia and Larry. There's lots of things unsaid. Mm-hmm. It's just tension after tension after tension. And I guess that's it. It's just things can go apeshit where you get a hammer in the back of the head. <laughs> or not. But anyway, it's all about the fact that you you can't leave things unsaid to let them f- like fester. Right. And this is something that I try, you know, but but I'm not always the best communicator. Jules is very good at saying, well, just air it out. Get yep. it done. Yep. Right? And which is awesome. And I think I think Laura's a bit like that too. She right? very much yeah. is. Yeah. So you can't let things fester because they do. They build up resentment and tension. And then you're in a position where things are so horrible, you <laughs> feel like you're in hell. You feel like you're in hell. Like there's a baby screaming the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's it. And if you uh, any fears about parenting, you should put them in form of film. There it is. I mean uh, well, it's overt. No. This is just your way of uh, airing your own um, nightmares. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> yes, <Yeah. it's... laughs> but yeah, you keep the communication going. Talk, yeah. even if it's uncomfortable. Totally. Because it can get bad. I think that yeah. that's super true. You know yeah. what? You, you made a really good point there. Thank you. Um, 
And I mean, and I see that the way that you work with your kids and the way that you work with your wife and, the, mm -hmm. and how you try to create a great open dialogue. And so, I mean, yeah. you know, this is something you would never do. And, and I mean, you're such a great dad and you're such oh. a great, like, um, husband. I think, you know, oh, yeah. I, I always watch some of the things that you do. And I, the modesty, I think, is the one thing. Like, I mean, your pure awesomeness. Nobody's humbler. No, no. That's it. <laughs> so, I mean, you know what? I think you made great points this, this episode. And I think we, uh, it was like lots of fun, but weird to watch this with you because yeah. it's not the film I thought it was. Was, but uh, but certainly it was always great to do things with you. And I mean, if there was oh. just one more little thing you could do for me. Well, anything, of course. Awesome. Could you yeah. get your fucking shine box? Why did I fall for this? This has been Get Your Shine Box with Chris Ham and Tristan Ham. Special thanks to Ross Smith for the intro and outro music. And extra special thanks to Three Geeky Dads. A cool podcast with a bunch of cool guys. Please check them out wherever you find podcasts and check us out wherever you find podcasts. Except for Apple. Apple's a bit of a jerk. Whatever we have. We're pretty good.